Hi there and thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we're going to celebrate some really brilliant innovation at University College Cork and speak to the winners of the Sprint Accelerator from UCC Gateway. Some really cutting-edge technology that's going to make a huge impact on the lives of people not just here in Cork, but right around the world. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business. Cork's exclusive business podcast. Well, before we speak to some of the winners uh, from the Sprint Awards that happened at UCC just recently, I want to speak to Miriam Cronin of Gateway UCC uh, just on what Sprint is all about. Miriam, how are you? Hi, Jonathan. How are you? It's good to talk to you again. We stood on a stage looking very posh with our awards, um, but now I suppose we have to tell a wider audience about just what we were doing. Tell us a little bit about the Sprint Awards and who you were honouring on the day. Okay, Jonathan, we were uh, honouring our researchers who are about to embark on businesses from the um, knowledge transfer out of the university. So they are developing technologies, and from those technologies, they are going to start businesses and create uh, jobs and wealth in the economy. Um, And I suppose I started this journey with the researchers about five years ago when I set up the Sprint program. And the Sprint program was developed really to help researchers to think like entrepreneurs and to help them with all the milestones and pitfalls um, that would happen when they start businesses. Um, So basically, I've templated a program specially um, designed for researchers and who are developing IP and protecting IP from the university. And it's to help them to overcome the challenges that they face every day when they uh, go about starting a business. And I've spoken a lot in the past about how the university has changed. And it used to be the idea of you have your education now off with you and and go off and get a job. Whereas now what you are doing through this programme is you are saying to researchers, saying to people who are developing products, do you know what? You have a good idea there. Run with it. Um, UCC is going to support you. So develop your, effectively develop your product in-house and we'll help you get to market. What has the reaction of the researchers been like? Well, it's been really, really positive, actually. I mean, through the programme over the past five years, we will be putting 60 researchers, um, I suppose, in touch with entrepreneurial activity so that they become um, the um, custodians of the research, of the technology, but they spin out the university taking the technology and they start businesses from that. And we've had a number of successes in that area. But what the Sprint program really tries to do is to get, you know, um, new med tech devices into the hands of clinicians where they can create impact for society and for change for society to do things better, to do things smarter um, and to help, um, I suppose, just get that um, technology out of the university and get it working in society. I mean, some of the businesses we heard about at the award last week, they're doing really cutting edge stuff like Eric Moore, who we're going to hear from in just a minute, developing Smart Probe, which is, is, is a probe that helps you detect cancer quickly. You've got Protect Biotics, which is all about the microbiome, uh, Biopics and BioCoat, which is a, a sustain coat, which is a way of keeping vegetables fresher using a, a more natural process. I mean, all of this is real cutting edge stuff that would previously have been lost to the university had these researchers left. 
Well, absolutely. But also what we're what what the Sprint program is trying to do is to make them um, business aware and to help them as they um, exit the university to make smart decisions and to overcome the pitfalls and challenges and milestones that might um, be put in their way, which would discourage them from actually taking that activity into the um, startup arena. So basically what Sprint is there to do is to bridge the gap between researcher, academic research and creating products and services that can be used by the public. Now, um, we we have to acknowledge the fact that this has been a different year um, and all of these researchers have been working hard in the middle of a global pandemic. What does it say about this group that they've done so well when circumstances were so challenging, Miriam? Well, they were certainly challenging for all of us because a year ago we did not foresee that we would be going online with the programme or at least not be in our offices and having to work from home. And that, I mean, that's the same universally. That's the same for everybody. But um, we um, overcame the challenges, really. You know, we were back online um, within uh, two weeks of, of the shutdown, shall we say. Um, and we ran the program every week, um, every uh, Thursday morning for a couple of hours. And... You know, while there were challenges in that, and I suppose some of the peer-to-peer learning may have been lost and the um, organic conversations that would have happened. But the rest of it really um, survived the the the, um, the online process. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm very thankful to our, um, I suppose, supporters from Enterprise Ireland and um uh, the Cork City Leos of the Cork City Council, Bank of Ireland, they all supported me in in putting on the programme as well. And also, I suppose, you know, we all had to adapt. So our um, uh, modules had to go online, as I say, but and they also, the um, presenters had to adapt. But, you know, we, we worked through, we had lots of questions and answers, um, there was lots of engagement, um, and it all worked out in the end, to the best of our ability. Yeah, but there's still great innovation that that has shone through. We're going to speak in just a few moments to some of the winners. Miriam, if people are looking to get in contact, uh, if they are a researcher within the university or indeed a researcher within any third level institution, how do they go about getting in contact with you at UCC Gateway? Well, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm the contact. So uh, my details are up on the UCC Gateway website and the Sprint um, details are up on the UCC website as well. And um, we're just launching our programme for 2021. Uh, we kick off on Thursday morning of this week um, and we have 20 uh, new um researchers on board with really exciting technologies as well going forward um you know ai and uh, in decision making renewable energies and battery storage autonomous vehicles um lots lots of clever ways of doing uh, of doing uh, things that we wouldn't have uh, thought of uh, uh, 10 years ago. So yeah, we're kicking off and we're really happy with the intake. If anybody wants to um, contact me, all my details are on the website, the Gateway UCC website, UCC. Okay, well, people can find you there and good luck to everybody who's in that new intake. And who knows, they could be uh, talking next year about winning an award uh, well, with uh, the Sprint Accelerator. We'll, we'll yes. see how they go, but let's find out how the class of 2020 did first. But for now, Miriam Cronin of UCC Gateway, thanks so much for talking to us, Miriam. Thanks, Jonathan. Red Business.
all that's best about business in Cork. So then, on to the winners, Eric Moore. How are you, sir? I'm good, Jonathan. Thank you. Congratulations on uh, winning one of the Sprint Awards. Tell me a little bit about Smart Probe. What does it do? So S- Smart Probe, um, it, it basically has a, a sensor that allows radiologists to um, detect whether the kind of breast lesion is cancerous or benign. That's the idea behind it. So we can give real-time information about whether or not uh, the clinician needs to remove the tissue from the breast um, or or basically leave it alone and manage it in a a different way. So it really gives them that control um, because, you know, at at the moment, most most biopsies um, are benign. So, you know, you don't need to remove the tissue. So, I mean, what this is probably doing is saving time, isn't it? It is. It, it, it saves time. It, it's, it's a much more efficient way of, of, the, I suppose, the clinical pathway. But what it does really, it, it kind of gives peace of mind to women as well, um, because it takes too long, you know, for, for breast cancer patients to receive a diagnosis. And if you can get that immediate, um, you know, results that, you know, it's, it's cancer or it's not cancer, because um, like, women can be waiting up to 10 to 12 days in order to get back the results from the, from the histopathology lab, for example. But if you have that kind of immediate, you know, um, result, you know, you can reassure and you can discharge those those women. And like about 80 percent of, of women who, who are going in for a biopsy, you know, their their um, their cases are benign. So you don't really need to remove the tissue. Um, and if you have that immediate diagnosis, you know, you you're, you're really are impacting on the, you know, reducing the stress and the mm-hmm. anxiety associated with waiting. Look, all, all these new ideas come from somewhere. Um, and, and this was born out of the fact that you had women waiting for this. How come no one else thought of this before you, Eric? They have been. I mean, they, there's there's other groups and researchers across the world working on this issue as well and this problem. And they've taken different approaches, um, you know, to, to, to I suppose, to, to solve this challenge. But we're very lucky. We, we, um, we, we're working with a number of clinicians. So Mr. Martin O'Sullivan, for example, in the breast check clinic, and uh, Dr. Brian O'Donnell as well. And, and they brought this kind of, um, I suppose, th- this this challenge to us to say, look, you know, this is a real need. This We need to have something in here that can, you know, get this immediate diagnosis and, and really, you know, reduce the, the unnecessary amount of biopsies that are being done. Um, but also, you know, looking at the fact that it does take too long to, to receive a diagnosis, you know, and, and you know, it was really, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, um, I suppose, um, initiative to come to us with with this problem and then it allowed us then to kind of look at different solutions and the solution that we've put forward it seems to be working very well we're doing currently we're doing ex ex vivo testing in in the cuh at the moment on excised breast tissue and it's working very well Mm. i mean the plan here presumably is to roll this out globally and that's the whole point of of you know supporting researchers such as yourself that you are able to provide global solutions while doing it at university college cork what did it mean for you when you were working on this realizing though this this is a game changer this is actually something that's going to have a real world application and the great thing is i'm getting to do it from here yeah i mean we, we would have global ambitions jonathan in terms of the smart pro technology and like we would be anticipating to, to spin out a company you know from, from ucc on this um we're also working with at Tinder national institute and i mean it's it's a fantastic facility that's that's there as well for you know to enable us to develop the technology to a point where we can now bring it into kind of you know um clinical trials but there's a huge market here you know for, for this technology and you know going back um just just to look at the you know this this market is expected to reach almost like 7.8 billion by, by 2025 and even in the, the needle area that we're in 
it's huge in terms of the segments you know you're, you're talking up to 1.4 billion so it's a, there's a huge market here and there's a driver as well for, for trying to get new technologies in and and developing more sophisticated kind of needle biopsy technologies so there is a need and you know but the main thing here is that it, it will it would basically reduce this 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 unnecessary removing of breast tissue from mm -hmm. you know women who, who don't need to have that 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 done and it's huge like I, there's about two million women that undergo breast biopsy each year for example yeah and it, it you know and you have a lot of them get relief when they're told it's clear and and some of them obviously then go on to get timely access to treatment that that uh, makes a real impact in their lives eric it would have been easier for you just to continue being a researcher i'm guessing um entrepreneurship does it come easy to you um it's 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 not something that's easy to be honest but but i do have i, I do i do like it i do like the idea of it um I suppose coming from my mother would have would have been an entrepreneur herself um, she would have had her own baking company um, for, for a number of years so it's kind of in the family as well that way um, so I'm used to you know seeing all the hard work that she would have put into her own company when she was doing it and you know she would have been one of the first home bakers in, in Cork at the time um, you know so you know it, it, it's kind of I would have seen the work that she's done and I kind of you know it, it's something that I would probably be very, be very very interested in doing especially with this technology um, now it is different, obviously, because we're moving into a kind of a clinical, um, you know, uh, environment. Um, but you know, it's challenging. And, I, I, and to be honest with you, Jonathan, I think with this technology, it really is something that would make a massive difference to women's lives. Um, and I think that's the driver for me. You know, it, it's really mm. about getting this technology out there. Yeah, but at the same time, it's that entrepreneurial spirit that probably spurred you on to do a little bit more uh, than what you might have done and maybe handed it off to somebody else. This is this is your project and, and you're the one that's making the difference along with the team you're working with. Eric Moore, congratulations on your award from UCC Gateway and the best of luck with Smart Probe as it rolls out. Thank you very much, Jonathan. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. Now, on to our second award winner from the Sprint Awards, Sanathana Konagolu. Sana, how are you? I'm good, Jonathan, and how are you? I'm good. Lovely to talk to you. Um, I'm fascinated by your company, Biopix, because um, uh, you showed us on the awards what you did, and you produced... Uh, not just any old brain, um, but uh, a fantastic replica that really helps scientists who are examining human organs. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Great. So as you saw in the show, that was just the human brain, right? But we can reproduce any organs, optical properties. So what I meant by that, the absorption and scattering of the human organ, we reproduce uh, in a lab environment. So instead of you using animals or humans to test your device, uh, you can just test it on our phantoms that cost you just one tenth of the price of what it will be if you are using an animal or a human. So uh, not only that, it's, it's, it's better for, in terms of ethics, but how accurate is it? How realistic is that phantom brain? That's that's good question. Means uh, this we try to simulate as closely as possible the human brain and also the variations that we see across different populations. But if you see, when we say clinical device, it undergoes hundreds and thousands of animals and humans to get it to hospital. So what we are aiming is not to completely eliminate them, but to reduce them as much as possible. Like instead of using 10,000 animals, why can't we use only 100 animals, replace remaining 9,900 animals with phantom? 
So it's like initial stage of device development during mid-level of maturity, we can use phantoms instead of animals or humans to test its performance. So what other organs can you produce? And, and, and more importantly, how do you do it? Is, is it 3D printing? Is it a special machine that you use? Sure. So the way that the intellectual property of the company is the IP that we created at University College Cork. And this work, I have been working ever since my PhD in Milan. And so the, the IP allows us, without getting into details of it, to mimic exactly the absorption and the scattering coefficient of the human body tissue. And this allows us to exactly mimic how we do that. We get the CT scan, that is our MRI scan uh, of a human or an animal, and we recreate or 3D print these molds, and we use our proprietary material technology, material science uh, technology to recreate the organs that mimic exactly both in terms of anatomy as well as optical properties, the human tissue or the animal tissue. Hmm. So uh, let's talk about me and you. My brain is a different shape and size to your brain, Sana. I'm guessing that given the sphere that you're in, your brain is definitely bigger and more complex than mine. So how do you allow for that when you're designing these phantoms? Great. So, for example, Jonathan, I can get you to the one of one of our hospitals here and take a CT scan of your head, and I can reproduce what you are within a couple of days from now. I can put it that way. So you can actually reproduce my brain. You could yes. you could come up with a dummy version of it from yes. a CT scan. That's that's the that's the miracle of our technology. Yes, that's correct. So I can recreate exactly every fold and the shape in your brain as is by using our phantom uh, intellectual property and technology. That's correct. So could there could there be an application here, Sana, for complex surgery? So in other words, that there there could be some organ where there is an element of complexity uh, to carry out a surgery and, and that you can produce one of these phantoms in advance that might help the surgeon be more precise in, in how they go about the actual surgery. Of course. So this is exactly means this is where we are aiming our market as well. That is machine learning and artificial intelligence. So there is a lot of talk about how robots can do surgery very accurately than the humans. Now, how we can let robots to directly put their hands inside the human head? What if something wrong goes goes on? So that's where we kick in. So instead of putting that into the human directly, we can provide the phantoms and train your robots or machines, even doctors today, uh, to see how they can perform the surgery accurately on these tissue-mimicking phantoms first. Then they can translate the technology to real humans later. So it's real cutting-edge stuff. I mean, how, how, what's the real-world application and how big do you think this could potentially be for the medical industry? That's, that's So we aim... Uh, so the medical device regulatory asks for, you know, a well-validated well pro, uh, validation during the manufacturing and quality control during the manufacturing and lifetime surveillance. That is, you need to monitor the device that you put in hospital throughout its lifetime, whether it's working correctly or not our phantoms can explore or ex- can be exploited at every stage what do i mean by that? when you are making a device you can use our phantom to train or characterize your device when you are going to like as you mentioned surgical guidance you can use phantoms to understand or train the robot or the or the surgeon uh, to train himself third 
when the device is already in hospital, after one year, whether the device working correctly or not, we don't know. Use our phantoms to calibrate them. So the overall market size that we that we see is around more than a billion dollar. And we are in the beginning or next few years, we are aiming for few tens to hundreds of millions to be captured. Wow. Okay. Well, it's a big sector, and again, all spun out of Cork, Santa, which is fantastic news. Um, I mean, I, I get. I'd love to have a look at my brain if anyone ever decided to do it, and and the Phantom sounds like a great way to do it. But uh, like everything else, fingers crossed, it's a technology uh, that we'll never actually need, <laughs> but it's there if we do need it. Santa, congratulations to you um, for Biopics uh, and winning the award uh, from UCC Gateway. Thank you so much for joining us in Red Business, Santa. Conor Golu, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonathan, for this opportunity. I also have to thank everyone, the all colleagues and our biophotonics team at Tyndall, as well as UCC, Miriam from Sprint. So if there are audience who are listening and they are part of UCC, they should consider to be part of Sprint program where you get some of the cutting edge support and, and knowledge and peer interaction with leading entrepreneurs and and the mentors, they, are, they have vast experience in spinning out companies and that are being acquired by blue chip companies. So I thank you so much for calling to the show and I'm very glad and, and happy to be part of the show. Thank you so much, Jonathan. No problem. Congratulations again, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. Bye. My thanks to all of my guests and congratulations again on winning the Sprint Accelerator Awards. That is it for this podcast. Don't forget you can download every episode right now from redextra.ie. Kerry McDonough was the producer again this week and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.